Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Today we have a little bit of a different episode. Again, we are still trying to get the uh, guest part of the podcast uh, going. We're doing decently well at it. We've still got some uh, some room to grow, um, obviously. But we are back up and running. It takes time to get guests slated and to get episodes recorded uh, so that we can have guests on, on the Sunday portion again. Um, we are going to, uh, start doing some more remote podcasts and try to have some in studio. I've got an actual kind of, I say an actual studio. I've got a spare bedroom with some sound panels in it. So, uh, that kind of makes a studio, but, uh, you will be getting guests soon. I know I keep saying that, but, uh, it's actually true this time. Hopefully next week we'll have a guest and then we catch that and so on. Uh, but in the meantime, I actually had a really good idea presented to me by one of my friends, uh, one of the, uh, one of my friends that I work with, I don't know that, uh, they want me to kind of say their name on the podcast, but, uh, they presented me with a really good idea. Um, so as many of you know, I, uh, many of you that listen to this and know me, some of you that listen to this may not know, uh, I'm pretty big into politics. I like to discuss po- political issues. Uh, I like to watch, uh, kind of pol- political commentary, uh, on a semi-weekly basis. I don't really watch it every day, but I probably watch it every other day where I'll uh, get on there and watch maybe like Ben Shapiro or uh, somebody else. Uh, one of my favorites is Michael Knowles. Uh, if, especially if you're uh, religious or, I mean, especially Catholic. If you're Catholic, uh, Michael Knowles, he's a Catholic uh, Daily Wire host. He does a political commentary uh cultural commentary, societal commentary show where he talks about all different things. Um, of course, you know, right now the, uh, the trans issues are kind of ruling, ruling everybody's, uh, show, especially, uh, if they're conservatives, but, uh, he does a lot of extra content, you know, the daily wire hosts, they try to give other things that maybe aren't as politically tinged or it's not just them talking into a mic. And, one thing that he does that I really like is called the yes or no game. He'll have somebody on uh, who maybe thinks like he does or doesn't think like he does or they have a few uh, key differences in their opinions. And his uh, his producers go through and write questions that uh, he'll he'll pick up and he, he says them. So it's, do you like dogs? He'll pick up a card and it says, do you like dogs? Well, the person across from him has to guess how he would answer. And then he has to guess how they would answer. So it's a yes or no. So um, let's say you're sitting across from me. You pull the card and it says, I like dogs. I have to guess yes or no. Um, if I know that you own 30 cats and you're scared of my dogs, then I would slide your glass to know. It's, it's technically a drinking game. I would slide your glass to know. Uh, you know that I have dogs uh, that um, I absolutely hate cats. And so uh, you would slide my cup to yes, you know, assuming that I would say yes to that. Uh, it's a really good game and it's, it's, you know, you get to know people. Uh, that's kind of why I bought it. Number one, I bought it because I like Michael Knowles and, uh, 
I wanted to support him. But the other thing is, is, you know, when you have new friends over and stuff like that, uh, politics have been avoided for a very, very long time. And even by myself, I mean, we don't get that political on this show. We really, really don't. <laughs> I mean, I make some comments occasionally, but I make sure not to just fill this show with, uh, complete politics. We try to focus on the personal. And, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that the personal is political. And so all the things that I talk about here right now, uh, to me, I think it's the meat of the political issues. I think that if you listen to the show for long enough, uh, if you agree with what I have to say, uh, eventually I'll know where you're at politically and, and hopefully it'll be in a pretty good place in my opinion. Um, so that's kind of the idea. But uh, with lack of content and with me just kind of talking into a mic about the things that I feel on occasion, um, my friend said, Hey, why don't you take, Oh, anyway, uh, they have, he puts out his own game for yes or no. And it's a little bit different. Uh, you can play it with a larger group of people, but the idea is that the host pulls out a card and then everybody around the table has to guess what the host is going to say to the, um, the card. So I'll pull out a, uh, random one. And some of them are kind of weird. Some of them are kind of pop culture. Like if you, if you don't know, you don't know. A lot of these are, if you know, you know, cards. Uh, this one says I'm into the metaverse. So the metaverse is like, uh, Zuckerberg's, you know, Facebook meta, all that, where you put on the goggles and go into virtual reality. Uh, I would pull this card. I would say I'm into the metaverse. Everybody has little yes or no chips. I put my yes or no chip down to where nobody can see it. And then everybody else puts theirs down to where everybody can see it. So, uh, mine's down hidden, uh, whether I say yes or no, everybody else puts a yes or no down. And, um, uh, when I flip mine over, whoever was right, gets a point. Whoever was wrong, uh, has to drink. So, uh, it's a, it's a really cool game. But anyway, the idea was that, you know, when I'm kind of low on content, maybe record a couple backup episodes, uh, I'm going to pull out three of these cards and I'm going to talk about them. Um, I'm going to say what I think and say yes or no. Again, I'm not going to just do the overtly political ones, uh, just because I don't really, this, this isn't a political show. There are a thousand different political shows. If I try to do what everybody else is doing, then I'm not going to be successful. Uh, but I am going to pick the ones that I feel like are a little bit more personal, a little bit more in line with the podcast, which there are a few, so uh, quite a few. And I'm going to talk about these cards and uh, and tell you how I feel about them. I do think that uh, y- y'all should get this game. It, it's, it's been a really cool game, especially, and again, it, and I, there may be games like it. I guess let me put it this way. Um, I do like this game. And if you don't know about these issues, these are the hot button topics that are going on uh, in life right now. And a lot of different things have to do with what these cards say. So, for example, the one I just pulled is uh, feminism has made women miserable. That's a yes. Um, let's see. You know, uh, let's see. Purgatory is real. So that's like a catholic christian thing sex is meant for marriage some type of universal health care should be provided for all american citizens it's it's a way to talk about topic uh hot topics political topics uh in a game mode and actually it was really funny because um we had told somebody about this game that we were going to play it on like a little uh couple's game night not two or three weekends ago uh and i was not expecting we actually invited somebody else and originally, uh, his new girlfriend as of now was not going to come. And then we told the other people about this game and then, uh, then his girlfriend decided that she was able to come and which we were, she was awesome. We loved having her. Uh, she, she really was, uh, she was really cool. Uh, but we played this game and of course I was a little nervous. I mean, once, once we kind of saw her and started talking to her and, and, uh, 
and knew kind of what she was about. I was a whole lot less nervous about it, but, um, anyway, she, let me put it this way. She was like us. <laughs> so we were a lot less nervous about it, but it was so cool because we got to discuss these, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of discussing hard things, uh, in a relationship pretty early. You know, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Because I think that political issues have a lot to do with the way that a person, it has everything to do with the way that a person, uh, really feels. And, uh, I guess the, the principles that they hold on to. So anyway, it was really cool to see, uh, that, that, you know, brand new couple, uh, get to discuss some of these issues and especially with people that are as opinionated as myself or, uh, you know, Scott or, our friend Ellie, uh, to just to get to see them kind of interact and get to learn about one another, uh, in that fashion. So it was really cool. But anyway, long story short, I'm going to take some of these cards out. Uh, you should get this game or a game like it. If they've got a better game that asks, uh, you know, a little bit more general questions then uh, that that's okay. These, like I said, these are kind of political. These are kind of niche. Uh, I think you should support Michael Knowles anyway. And I think that you should start watching the show. Uh, he does a really, really good show, but, um, Anyway, on to the cards, because I've got a lot to talk about. Let's see. The first one I pulled is, I have quit a job with less than two weeks' notice. Um, no, I have not quit a job with less than two weeks' notice. Uh, I have actually given up to a month notice, uh, just because of the, the way that I... The way that I like to operate, I don't like to leave people high and dry um, at all. And I believe that, you know, especially especially now, this was always kind of a thing in the past, but especially now, uh, taking ownership, you have to acknowledge that no matter how stressful that the place was that you're leaving, that you had a part to play in that and that you probably could have done better, uh, that you know you could have done better and take ownership of the situation. Uh, and that means that you don't need to, you know, completely screw somebody else out of a hand, uh, out of, uh, an employee for those that don't know, uh, you don't need to screw somebody else out of an employee, uh, for, you know, at least two weeks, uh, just because, you know, you feel like they did you wrong. Um, one thing I will say on this card is that you need to be prepared uh, to not give, to not ha get to work your two weeks. Uh, some people, this has never happened to me, but some companies, they don't want you around, especially if you're going to like a competitor or something like that. Uh, they'll say, thanks, leave anyway. And you should discuss that with the company that you're going to. You should say, hey, look, I fully plan on giving these guys a two weeks notice, but if not, can I... Uh, can I, you know, show up early and nine times out of 10, they'll say yes. Uh, but for example, like at Pantex, they don't, they give you a start date. So, uh, and your start date, they, they won't ever schedule the start date like tomorrow. They'll call you and then be like, Hey, we have a, uh, we have a training in two weeks that you can be a part of. So I would say that before you quit the job, at least be prepared, uh, to not have, you know, income for two weeks in case they, uh, tell you to kick rocks or, you know, in that time between your, uh, your job and, uh, the, the next one that you've got, maybe go offer, tell them, be like, look, I can only work here for two weeks. Or if you know somebody that's paying cash on the table, just be like, Hey, uh, need some money for two weeks. Uh, do whatever you got to do. I don't support just leaving, uh, you know, giving a two day notice as in, um, leaving today. I don't, I don't support that. Uh, I think it's kind of chicken shit, uh, personally, no matter what the company has done for you or done to you. Now, again, there are always, there's always nuance, but I've never heard of a good reason to not give a two weeks notice. Uh, I, I never have. And 
you know, for me, it's, it's always been the honorable thing to do is to say, Hey, look, uh, you know, here, here's my two weeks. I'll give you two weeks to find a replacement. And like I said, I've given a month to companies that, that needed a month. Um, because we had some big projects going on and I had to get somebody, uh, trained to fill my spot. So I've given a month before, but also, uh, if you're going to a company that can't, uh, that can't afford to wait a month, you know, they're hiring somebody cause they need somebody now. Uh, don't feel bad about just giving two weeks. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good healthy medium. Um, and again, remember that a lot of those companies may just tell you to kick rocks anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of nuance wrapped up in that one question. I've quit a job with less than two weeks notice. Um, I don't think I ever have, I, I'm, I'm thinking hard. I don't think I have, um, no, I haven't. So anyway, guys, cool. Next one is homework is tedious, busy work and should be banned from all schools. Um, this one's kind of hard. I can't think of, uh, you know, for my experience, for my experience, I don't think homework ever really had a huge benefit. I think that teachers, uh, can get kind of lazy and just assign homework. Um, I do think that if you can't get it done, I mean, we've got kids out there working, you know, eight hours a day or whatever, maybe not eight, what is it? Seven to eight to three or something like that. Yeah. Eight, you've got, you've got our children. I say our children, I don't have kids yet, but, um, you've got children trying to give you their attention span for eight hours every single day with recess and lunch and all that. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't, I don't if you can't teach them what needs to be taught, uh, in school, I don't think that you should be giving out homework, you know, home projects and stuff like that. That's fine. I, I could almost see like maybe a couple projects that they need to do at home because that always inspires creativity and not being around their, not, not, you know, relying on their friends and stuff like that to, to help them do that. Um, but I don't think that, that homework, homework is tedious, busy work. I know. I don't think homework as it exists now is tedious, busy work. I think that it is necessary, uh, to actually do the things that you're learning. But the problem is that the teachers, uh, just stand up there and talk to the kids for, you know, 45 minutes every time. Um, I I'm also kind of a fan of maybe block learning instead of these eight classes a day type of thing, uh, to where kids are constantly having to switch gears and whatnot. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. And I do think that the whole teach now do homework later, uh, that is one way to skin a cat, but, uh, I think it's pretty ridiculous. And, you know, I'm going to make a pretty bold statement. I think that teachers have gotten, uh, teachers have gotten pretty lazy. Uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of good things to say about teachers. Uh, I had a lot of good teachers. Teachers do a lot of good work. Um, just recently had an interaction with a teacher that uh, was absolutely awesome. She teaches a life skills class. Um, and she, she was awesome. And what she does for her students is great. I'm not going to discount, uh, the possible impact that teachers can have. Uh, but when we act like all teachers are just, a one, one hundred percent angels that walk on earth. Uh, they're not. A lot of them, you know, are not even great people. Uh, a lot of them can get really, really lazy. And I think that if you're having to send home homework every night or even every every week uh, to force the kids to try to learn it on their own, uh, I think that's kind of BS. I I wish that we lived in a world 
where kids could learn at school and you knew that they were learning well at school and then coming home uh, and then, you know, doing all of the, the more difficult things at home. I think a lot of the things that school tries to teach children that these teachers try to teach children should be taught by the parents. Uh, and just to clarify my statement on, on teachers, I have the same statement about parents, like 60% of parents are worthless. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of parents are, are pretty worthless. The 60% is kind of high. Maybe, maybe like 30% of parents are just truly worthless and the other ones don't really know, uh, what they're doing. It's, it seems like, and before you, you know, get too hard and questioning on me or before you question me too hard on this. I mean, I grew up going to school. So just like you did, uh, the teachers that act like we can't have an opinion as citizens, like we were in school, everybody was in school just because I don't, just because I'm not a teacher doesn't mean I don't know exactly what it was like being in schools with teachers, uh, for 12 years. So, um, anyway, a little bit of a, of a rabbit hole there, but I do think homework is, is tedious. Homework specifically is tedious, busy work, uh, and should be banned from all schools. I don't know that it should be banned from all schools. That's a little, that's a little much, but I do think it is tedious, busy work. And I think if you're a teacher listening to this, uh, and you can't, uh, teach without homework, you should try again. You should do something different. Um, the best teachers that I ever had, we didn't really have that much homework at all. Uh, you know, I think some English teachers where the most homework we had was, uh, we had to read or maybe some math teachers where we might have to do some math problems occasionally. Uh, but the best math teachers I ever had had us do stuff up on the board, uh, had us do group activities, stuff like that to help learn the math. Um, I also think that, uh, if they would segregate, I know this is not a great opinion, uh, not a very loved opinion, but if they would segregate these classes a little bit better based on competency, I think you could see a whole lot of homework go away. I don't, I don't agree with people. I'm not saying like in fifth grade, put kids on a slow track or a fast track and they have to stay on that track. Um, I'm okay with mixing it up a little bit, but honestly, I think I'm kind of more, uh, the, the idea that I have in my mind is maybe uh, splitting these kids up into like advanced, intermediate, and uh, I guess, I don't know what the word is, uh, advanced, intermediate, and not so smart groups uh, for maybe like three days a week and then two days a week they all come together and maybe do some group stuff or, or whatever. Um, I just saw a lot of uh, dealing out homework as a way to uh, to, to kind of mediate uh, the differences that we had in class as far as like intellect level, like everybody had to go figure it out on their own. Uh, and it could, took kids sometimes a really, really long time uh, to do their homework. And most of the time, the, the smartest kids in there were just the kids that were getting answers from the, the uber smart kids. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I won't say that I ever did this because it would be uh, committing a crime. I knew how to do the math. I would do like two or three problems to make sure that I knew how to do it and I could pass the test. But then I would get some of the tryhards in class and I would be like, hey, uh, just give me your homework. And people would give me their homework. And I would give my homework to other people when I was the uber smart kid in class, which was typically like in science or uh, I was really good at geometry. I've always been really good at geometry. So uh, in geometry, I would do the paper in class that, yeah, that was in, in geometry. Uh, they would go through like a five to 10 minute lesson. I would already pick up how to do the paper. I would do the paper 
And then because our teacher wasn't the best, I would give the paper to everybody else and we would copy down all the answers and we would be done with it because we weren't tested on geometry and all that stuff. So um, homework is always, to me, it's always seemed like a way uh, for the teacher to get out of uh, having, you know, four or five different learning levels in the class uh, and making everybody else, you know, figure it out on their own. Um, you know, teaching to doing what they can for every single level of, of intellect that they've got, uh, in their class and then assigning homework and kind of letting them fend for themselves. So I may be over talking this a little bit, but, um, all in all homework is tedious, busy work and should be banned from schools. No, not banned from schools, but teachers need to do better. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say. Ooh, this last one, number three, topic number three, you should marry your high school sweetheart. Uh, yes, yes, 100%. D. Ellen, if you're listening to this, my answer to this card every single time is yes. Uh, I did marry my high school sweetheart. Now, on a realistic note, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people uh, should be a little bit... How do, how do I put this? I don't know that you should marry your high school sweetheart. I don't know that it's something that you have to do. Uh, I don't think there's anything special about high school sweethearts. Here's what I think that you should do. I think that you should pursue every relationship uh, with a purpose. I think that if you are going to start dating in high school and you're going to have a high school sweetheart, uh, you should pursue that relationship with a purpose. And that purpose should be to get married and have children and have a long life. Uh, I think that you should minimize uh, time wasted. That doesn't mean that you have to do it quick. That doesn't mean that you have to go before you're ready. Well, what that does mean is I don't think you should be messing around. And if you follow our uh, one flesh podcast, or if you follow us on Instagram, we just released a guide, kind of a little, uh, step-by-step guide for, for new relationships and dating to marry. Um, you should be discussing topics. Uh, yes. Even if you're in high school, my little brother is graduating high school at the end of this month. He's got a girlfriend. Uh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but if he does, he should be doing the things that I'm talking about and that the guests, uh, that the, the guests on the one flesh series talk about. Um, that means having the hard conversations. That means dating with a purpose. Uh, all of these different things. You should be doing those things. And I promise you that if you do those things and if your high school sweetheart is in the same headspace as far as, uh, as far as marriage goes, then I see no reason that you shouldn't be married to your high school sweetheart. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, get upset with their kids uh, I've seen it go like two ways. They'll be super excited that they've got this high school sweetheart and, uh, they'll treat them like they're a lot more mature than they are. But then I've also seen, um, <laughs> I've also seen parents get, uh, to where they don't give the, the, the kids the respect that they deserve as far as, um, being, you know, making adult decisions. Uh, and instead of helping them through their relationship and, uh, helping them be adults about their relationship, they treat them like kids and they tell them, Oh, it's just high school. Like it's not going to matter. Um, you know, you should go and there's plenty of fish in the sea or whatever. Uh, and it's because they're scared to watch their babies grow up and, and get married. And they think that they're making a rash decision. Um, I, I don't think that there's there 
if you get married at 18, uh, as long as you've done the things that I talk about, having the hard conversations, uh, using the, the criteria for determining whether it's going to be a good marriage or not, uh, religion, money, health and fitness, uh, substance abuse, uh, and family. If you, if you look at all of those and it's a viable relationship and you two are both on the same page, I don't see any reason that you shouldn't marry your high school sweetheart. Uh, take it from me. Luckily, there are a few things in this world that I have gotten right. Not very many. There are a few things. I bought a house at the right time. And then when I started dating my now wife, uh, D. Ellen, when I started dating her, uh, I dated with a purpose. I did all of those things and I didn't let anybody sway me uh, one way or the other. Uh, as far as how I conducted that relationship, and you should not either. If it's your high school sweetheart and you've got everything down, uh, you're doing the things that we're talking about on the One Flesh series, uh, go for it. So, anyway, guys, this was a cool little fun segment uh, having the topics presented for me. I guess, I mean, I had to pick the topics, but. Um, it, it, it was cool, and if you like it, uh, let me know. If you listen to this and you kind of like what we did, please let me know. Reach out. Uh, I know that there's not many of you that um, don't know me. <laughs> Actually, I don't I don't know that for a fact. The numbers may be skyrocketing. Uh, I, may, I may be doing Joe Rogan numbers right now, but my Instagram just doesn't really reflect, reflect it. But uh, I know that's not true. But my, the point is I don't look at the numbers. So anyway, uh, if you know me and you like that segment, uh, let me know. It's kind of a yes or no thing uh that's a pun on pun on the game this is called the yes or no game by michael knowles want to give full credit to him and his producers or whoever the hell made the game as far as uh these topics there's a lot of really good topics in here that we're going to discuss and you know they may get more political occasionally and if you're scared of politics uh, i have a news i have news for you because uh, politics will come to your door whether you like it or not uh, eventually, if you continue to ignore it, if you continue to be apathetic, uh, politics will come to your door and it'll come in the form of higher taxes. Uh, it'll come in the form of, you know, maybe your kid comes home and says some stupid shit that you really don't agree with. Uh, and then you've got to deal with that and you've got to realize that the public schools have been indoctrinating your child for the past 10 years and now it's completely lost. Uh, your child is lost because you ignored politics or uh, all the many different things when you go to the grocery store and now your grocery bill is double what it was uh, two years ago. Ask me how I know. Uh, you will, you'll eventually be forced to care about politics. So again, this is not a political podcast. Uh, I'm going to do my best to, you know, avoid the overtly political topics because I think that the way to really change politics is through personal uh, personal transformation and personal excellence, as Andy Frizzella likes to say. Uh, but with this new segment, yes or no segment, uh, that we're going to do occasionally, uh, we will get some some politics on here, and I hope that y'all guys, uh, you guys enjoy that. So thanks, everybody. Tune in on Wednesday to the One Flesh podcast. Uh, tune in, I believe, on Monday. Uh, Just One Outdoors is going to be dropping a podcast with myself. Uh, I got to be a guest on the Just One Outdoors podcast, and I really, really enjoyed it. Those guys are awesome, Austin and Cam were really cool uh coming soon i believe that g3 is going to release their podcast with me i think it was supposed to be last friday but uh they had to kind of they were on a crunch to edit it and get some content out so i believe it may be this friday they're going to release part one uh, should be a two-part series so i'm excited guys uh i know y'all listen to me talk enough but uh, if you want to support me uh, go support the people that support me that's g3 that's just one outdoors the people that have that have had me on and that want to help uh, tell my story if you want to hear me as the guest not as the host uh, go over there thanks guys <laughs>